Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Welcome back to our Consumer Watchdog, Wendy Nola. Today we're tackling the supermarkets and a couple of different shopping gripes that have crossed her desk, uh, including issues around pricing and specials, shopping bags and more. Uh, I know times are tough for many consumers and everybody wants to try and save a few rand uh, if and where we can. So there is nothing more infuriating than getting home from your big grocery shop and realizing you've actually been duped into buying a more expensive item when you thought you were saving money. We're going to tackle a couple of the shopping gripes today and then it's an open line after 1.30 where you can phone in with any consumer query on 021-446-0567 uh, just remember that uh, WhatsApp line as well for your voice notes is 0725671567 Wendy as always great to have you with us thanks Pippa so we're doing the shop thing. The love it or hate it shopping thing. Yeah, well, yeah, most of us have to visit the supermarket, whether we like it or not, for bread, milk, and everything else in between. And there are a lot of products actually physically in between on purpose in the supermarkets. The bread and milk are almost always on opposite sides of the supermarket, so you have to be exposed to everything else oh. should you just enter the shop for those two essentials. Clever, huh? I'd never stop to think about that, but I'm just scanning in my head through the three or four different mm, supermarkets never I go to, and they you are absolutely right they're always on opposite ends uh, nothing <laughs> is random in supermarkets nothing any everything on the shelf is there because there's a there's an agreement for it to be there so everything at eye level um they've paid premium for it to be there so if you really want to have some specials do the inconvenient thing. Bend down, look at the bottom shelf, and reach up and see what's at the top. Just You'd be surprised. Okay. Oh, you're going to learn a whole lot today, I think. <laughs> okay. There's a lot going on. Uh, that's more to just the more to it than just putting the things on the most convenient shelf. Now, uh, we're going to start with some of the issues around uh, the price on the shelf versus the price at the till. Wendy, it's one of the most common complaints we receive, that I picked up an item thought, thinking I was paying X, only to find when I got home that I'd actually paid X plus a little bit more. And this was a, an issue that uh, a customer from Woolworths raised with you recently. Yes. Um, her name is um, Louisa Dolivera, and she had been tracking this for some time before she took it up with me. She says, um, three times in the last two months, in the last two months, Woolworths has advertised Borovors at special prices. Once it was 15 rand less per kilo. She says, on the front of the fridge, the special price is advertised in really big red letters, but they are the old price, the previously priced uh, products, Borovors in this case, as well as the new price Borovors on display. Mm-hmm. And she says, consumers are not aware that they're also, they could be inadvertently buying the very non-special um, packs of Borovors. She says, I previously complained to the managers in the store and each one handles it differently. One tried to work out the lower rate so as to refund me the difference in price. And we'll get to that because that's actually, well, part of the store's policy. Yeah. Another gave me a free pack of Borovors. That's more like it. And another d- denied that the price or weight was incorrect. It was only after one insisted on them, sorry, it was only after I insisted on them weighing the product that he apologized for the incorrect price. One manager said it was old stock and that they were allowed to mix old and new. So there's often the problem you'll find um, in stores that there's conflicting bits of information Ah. coming at the consumer. She says, and this is what prompted her to send me the email a few days ago, yesterday I purchased four packets of schnitzel. The advertised price was 99 rand per kilo. It was also displayed on on the front of the fridge shelves. The shelves were stacked with two different prices, some 
at 99 rand per kilo and other schnitzels at 126 rand per kilo. And she actually bought some at the 126 rand Ouch. price, which she only found out later. Yeah. So when she complained to the Woolworths customer care line, she was told that if the items had not expired, they display both the old priced and the new priced items together. And it was up to the consumer to examine the label to check that they were paying, you know, the correct price, the advertised price, and select the lower priced packs. She said to me, surely this is misleading advertising as all food packs should be labeled at the new special price as advertised and displayed in front of the shelves. If they insist on two different prices, they should also inform the consumers that there are two different prices for the same item. Interesting question because especially mm. if it's been advertised in the press and you've gone, gosh, that's a good price for, for schnitzel. I'm going to go and take a special trip to Woolies to go and buy it at that price to then find that actually only half of what's on the shelf is at that price. Yeah. Uh, I would feel uh, like I'd had the wool pulled over my eyes. I would feel a little aggrieved too. So I raised the issue with Julian Novak, who's head of Fresh for Woolworths Food, and he said, although we tried to run our stock levels down on random mass products prior to the launch of a two-week promotion, there's always carryover stock of random mass products, it's a strange (laughs) description, that will still be priced at the pre-promotional higher price. Most of this pre-promotional price products ends up not being sold as customers primarily pick up the discounted promotional products. We are working to find a solution for this problem. So I went back to Louisa with that, and she still insists it's misleading. And I have to say I agree, and it's just a really strange merchandising um, formula to my mind. But now we know. Check the prices. Um, and the same goes, in fact, for... For all prices, um, and it's admittedly a lot harder these days than when I was a child and everything had a sticky label on it. So yeah. you could tell if you got to the till immediately if it, if they didn't, you know, there was no scanning there. If they didn't, what did they used to do? Input it. Goodness me, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, Wendy, look, obviously as, as the buyer, we must take some responsibility ourselves for checking the pricing on what we're buying. And they, I mean, they do make it difficult. I've often had the experience of um, looking at a shelf that has, for example, a price on it, but the things that are lined up next to that price tag yes. are not necessarily the That's item reflected on that price tag. Yes. You check the barcode if you go so far as to do that and realize actually it's a completely different uh, you know, product, that it's not the brand that that price is referring to. So they don't make it um, very, very easy, easy for you, do they? Yes. No, and often it's it's the same product but a different um, size or yeah. that, that kind of thing. And at least if you get to the till and you and you start making a scene, um, it can be a bit awkward if they then go to the shelf and you know you keep everyone waiting and then they say no, it's actually the correct price. You, that other price, the lower one, is for the smaller pack or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it is a downside of of the barcode system. It speeds everything up, but that is a very big downside. And I think a lot of people inadvertently pay higher prices and have no idea that they've done so. Well, which raises a very important point here because um, uh, you've got to be uh, vigilant at the till. Even if you mm. put it in the trolley thinking I'm getting a good deal, you need to remember to check it when it goes through uh, the scanner at the end of the yeah. process. And when you sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do <laughs> make mistakes. So what happens yes. when the store has, you've bought the product that is legitimately advertised at the lower price on the shelf and when you get to the till, it scans at a higher price. What then are your rights as the buyer? 
Okay, so we're not talking about a genuine mistake when somebody advertises a laptop at 56 Rand instead of 5,600. We're talking yep. about it's their, mis- their error. The price at the, on the shelf doesn't match that at the till. They haven't synchronized or whatever. Um, I raised this many years ago with um, the then um, Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services, and he said if you've got to the till with an item, item and it's scanned up, and it's wrong, they must give it to you at the lower price. They must give it to you at the price that's displayed at the shelf. Um, so that's your minimum right. And I always say to people, you know, it's your choice. It depends on what the difference is. But people, a lot of people feel embarrassed to, to, to you know, say, could you call a manager? They, yeah. They're getting death looks from the people behind them in the queue. And it, and it can be awkward. But I always say, you know, if you let it go, it's just going to perpetuate the, the, pro- the, the, the issue. So two big retailers, Woolworths and Pick and Pay, have actually introduced some years ago wrong price compensation policies so that over and above getting the item at the lower price you are there is compensation so okay well it's quite interesting because uh, pick and pay actually introduced this um, and they said if you if it scans wrong you get that item free and any other identical item at the lower price and they had that for many years and I actually um, sort of um, bullied Woolworths into doing that as well because okay. I was I was getting a lot of complaints from people with these two-for-one specials or three-for-twos, you know, those things. Mm-hmm. They weren't scanning up correctly. Um, and they said, well, you know, it's very, very few that don't. And I said, well, then you haven't got much to lose. So anyway, they, to their credit, they introduced that across all their items, that if you something scans up, scans at the wrong price at the till, you will get it free, and any other identical items that you've chosen would be at the lower price. Um and then, ironically, Pick and Pay subsequently diluted their compensation a little bit. So what they now have is a double the difference um, policy, which, and you will, to their credit, you will see these signs up in many of these yeah. stores. So that if you, for example, um, if there's a jar of coffee marked at the shelf at 65 Rand and it scans at 79 Rand, you'd get whatever the difference is there as compensation. So, Times two. Uh, sorry, double. Yes. So, 79, I should have worked this out a bit. I think it's 14 Rand difference there, so you'd get 28 Rand 28. in compensation, okay. in other words. Yeah. 28, yes. So, so you're getting it at the lower price, and then you're also getting a little bit of a, of a bond seller there to say, sorry that we got that wrong. Um, but it's important to note that both these policies are optional. So, you can't go to another store and, and demand either of them. It's it's an optional thing that, that um, Woolworths and Pick and Pay have introduced as a customer service as okay. opposed to a legal right. But you can demand that the price that's displayed at the shelf is Be the honored. price that you get. Okay, yes. so that's very important. So if you go into any other store like a, a spa or an okay, whatever it is, you have a right to pay the price that was advertised on the shelf. They are obliged to honor that, but you can't demand the compensation uh, that that other stores may offer as uh, a little added uh, bonus to consumers. Very, very important that. Mm. Um, Here's an interesting one from Victor, (laughs) quite laughing at this. What about if there's no price on the items on the shelves in the whole of the store? Could we get it for free? He says with tongue in cheek, but it's a great issue. It's it's It's, one of my personal bugbears is when there's no pricing for the the items that are on the shelves. Yeah, there's nothing in the Act that says you should get such a, the Act being the Consumer Protection Act, there's nothing in there that says that you are entitled to an unpriced, unmarked 
um, item free, but it's but the act does say that it's a legal requirement for for for, for products to be priced. I remember years ago when Vida was fairly new, they did that whole sort of you know Portuguese street cafe thing, and they would have the the big menu. The only form of the menu was was up on the board, yes. and there were no prices. You had to sort of ask, or if, you know, and I just said that's uh, that's not. Legal. You've got it's, to show it the price. Be cool. Yeah. People don't want to be embarrassed by saying, "So, what is that cappy cost?" kind of thing. But it needs to happen, and so they did, to their credit, uh, change that. And now you'll see the prices up. So it's a legal requirement. You shouldn't have to ask anyone, even when you're in a restaurant and the waitress is running through the specials. You shouldn't. Yeah. They, they should be saying, and the seared tuna will be 140 rand or whatever. They they shouldn't. They should um, include that information. Leave, should, I mean, I'm. Yeah. I'm Old enough and cheeky enough to say, and the, how much is that? Um, but a lot of people, especially if you're in company or you're being hosted by someone, you know, they don't like just to do not that. On. Yeah. But but yes, to answer Victor's question in long-winded way, as I do, um, they, you are within your rights to say, not within your rights to get it free. Unfortunately, although I think that would have been nice um, to say to the to the company, this is not okay for you not to be. Um, for you not to have a price tag on this. And actually, I raised the same thing. I mentioned it last week in, in poor old Woolworths. In Woolworths last week, I was at the airport and I was trying to buy a scarf. And they'd taken the tags off because of you know them being the old pre-15% VAT, the VAT uh, uh, prices. Price and just hadn't yeah. put new prices on. And I'm like, that's unacceptable six weeks later not, not to have to prices. Priced, yeah. <laughs> not to mention illegal. Yeah, We've got Peter on the line from Grassy Park with, I think, a question or comment on a related topic. Uh, Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Um, um, we were in the Hyper Artery Picampe a couple of months ago, and then uh, we saw this item, it's a mini hi-fi, and on the box it was 1999 When we got to the toll, it scans for 3599 Yo, that's a big difference. But okay. the, we've got, I still got the photos. On the box there is a price tag. Stating 1,099, triple nine. So we took it, but we didn't know it was any other price. We get to the toll, it gives us 3,500 and order. And then they what happened, Peter? The, 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 they called the manager. The manager said, I can't remember any names from now on because it was some time ago in the beginning of the year. The manager just said uh, the difference was too big. Between the three yes. five and the one nine nine, so he can't uh, give it to us for that price. So I told him, okay, no problem. I'll phone consumer accounts. I'll phone the phone. Uh, what's the um, consumer care line? Yeah, the care line. Next morning, I phoned. They took down the complaint. I left it for two days. Phoned again, and then they said they thought it was uh, sorted out already. I said, no, I've got nothing was sorted out. Mm. They gave me the number in Joburg for the manager, the head of department. I phoned him. He was absolutely cross because it wasn't sorted out. Within five minutes, the manager phoned me from Pikampai Hyper Artery. He said, they can't give it to me. I can do whatever I want to. Um, so I asked him, what can he offer me? He said, the best he can do is offer me 200 rand. So I said, I don't want it. Then somebody told me I must phone uh, advertising standards. I phoned them. They said I must go to consumer protection. Phone consumer protection. They told me, ah, maybe somebody just put the wrong price tag on it. And that was the end of the story. Okay. 
Okay, that's it covers a number of issues that um, Peter, Peter and mm. I understand your huge frustration over the issues. So, number one is there was a sticky tag, and which is unusual because all those products are barcoded. So, if the barcode on the shelf said um, the correct price three five nine nine, then it, it would dilute your case a bit. Um, the act does um, give retailers an out for what they call an obvious mistake. So if it's an obvious mistake, then the retailer um, is uh, not obliged to offer it. In other words, I gave you that extreme example um, earlier. Yes. Um, and and this is, is not as extreme, but um, it it could be argued that that particular half hour would, would be unlikely to ever be offered at um, 1999 except on, on maybe a big Black Friday bonanza type situation where you, you would be within your eyes to think that you know that was perfectly normal. So and, and, and actually the Act does state um, in one of the, the scenarios where a retailer can, has an out in terms of not honoring a price is if um, a price tag, if it's a sticky price tag, it could have been um, applied maliciously Taken off or another in error. and stuck onto yes, that. and it's yeah. to stop. It's to stop that happening in cases where sticky labels are still applied. This is a bit of a strange one for me because the Pick and Pay Group doesn't use sticky labels anymore. So I'm yeah. not quite sure. Not that, that we're implying, Peter, that you've done that. Just to oh, be quite no, clear, not yeah. for a second. <laughs> yeah. Not for a second. So I'm just saying, in this case, unfortunately, Peter. They, it, it sounds a bit mishandled, but legally they would be within their rights to say we can't honor that price. It's an obvious mistake and it's not the price. But of course, the, the bottom line is that Peter's unlikely to go shopping at that hypermarket again to buy his no, next uh, big ticket item, is he, Wendy? He doesn't th- yeah. say there are better ways of, of, of handling it. Um, the Ombud actually, in the case of these um, wrong price things, obvious mistakes, did say to me that, and I've, I've asked um, consumers to, to try this and let me know how it goes. If they made a special trip, which I don't, doesn't, it's not this case because um, Peter didn't respond to an advert, but if you see an advert for a, t- a flat screen TV, say, and you, it's at a great price and you go to the store and it's, it's, it was a mistake in the advert and it's for 10 times as much, say, 10 times as much, say. Um, you are within your rights to ask for compensation. I mean, they must correct it and all of that, but you are within your rights to say, well, it's cost me 100 rand in petrol to get here. Yeah. Um, I think that's where the suggestion of the 200 rand may have come from and that you, you are within your rights to ask for some compensation if you've been messed around. Interesting add-on. Thank you, Peter. I'm sorry that mm. you had such a, a lousy experience. Let's call it what it was, but uh, thanks for flagging it we can all learn from each other's uh, encounters here we've got uh, loads of, of comments and complaints coming in on these so we'll just carry on with the shopping for a few minutes after the headlines before we take your open line call so uh, Trevor and Phil Yostorp will give you a call to chat to us after we've taken the eyewitness news headlines Cape Talk send Pepper a voice note now on 072-567-1567 On the topic of unmarked items on the shelf, I have discovered to my cost that as a rule, when an item is unpriced, it's actually quite expensive. And I think that the store is hoping that you would just take it off the shelf and think, oh, well, and then discover to your horror that it's something way beyond what you actually wanted to pay. And I have no, I don't fall for that anymore. If there's an unpriced item, I make quite sure I find out what the price is before I put it into my trolley. Thanks. 
Thank you. They don't make it easy for you to do that, though, either, Wendy. I, no, I mean, you, if you're lucky, don't. there might be two price checkpoints uh, scattered throughout a major supermarket where you can go and scan for yourself to check the uh, the, the, the barcode. But that uh, that voice note uh, lever is absolutely Interesting. right. Yeah. Sounds it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but I think um, <laughs> in many <laughs> many occasions it's true. Absolutely. And I suppose yeah. then you've left it the tool to sort of make that decision whether you want to sort of Save face and buy. Save face, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, or, or, or and, and buy it or just actually say, no, that's not. I think I find the older I get, the easier it is for me to just not really care what people think. Maybe I have no shame. Right I have no me. problem with uh, saying, no, forget it, I'm not paying gone. that price. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We've got Trevor on the line from Fleerstorp wanting to uh, contribute to the conversation. Welcome, Trevor. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pippa. I've, I've been in sales a large portion of my life, and you know, if you see at the bottom any process, you'll see E-N-O-E, mm-hmm. okay? And that means errors and, and, and uh, omissions accepted. What actually happens is that the way I was taught, and maybe it's been changed, I don't know. If, if there's a price on an article, it's an offer to sale, to, sorry, to sell. If you take that, uh, that item and you find the price is different at where you're going to pay for it, there's no sale made until the person accepts your money. Legally, you have no leg to stand on if you say, I'm sorry, I want it at that price you, that you've uh, advertised, even though the price may, may be higher. Now, that may have changed, I don't know. But it's only an offer to sell. It's not a, it's not, it's not a binding thing. Until the but transaction. Once the, money, you know, once the money is accepted, then it's a completed sale and it's binding in law. Is Trevor right, Wendy? Yes, um, he he is right. Um, the partially because the Consumer Protection Act has um, that embroidered it. that a little bit. Yes, so it has to be an, an obvious mistake, as I was saying. Um, and I canvassed the supermarket situation with the then Ombud um, uh, Neville Melville a few years back, and he was of the view that um, once it was scanned, um, if it was a case of you know they hadn't. Um, that the the there was some sort of special that wasn't um, uh, keyed into the computer, so it scanned at the wrong price or whatever. Then um, it had to be honoured. But um, this obvious mistake thing is an out for the retailer. So, mm. for example, even if the money is accepted, because I have done a few cases where um, airlines have offered sales and there's been a glitch. It's happened a few times. The SAA, there was an SAA case a few years ago flights to to India if I recall and it was a really ridiculously low price um, and the none of the um, none of the SAA just said obvious mistake we're not honoring and just refunded everyone and I sought legal advice and there wasn't anything they could do I've had other cases where something's gone wrong with a, a major accommodation hotel group in this country um, advertised a special which was just too ridiculous and people booked over Christmas for their whole family and that kind of thing and then it was like no and then the obvious mistake thing in the act um, comes to the service providers rescue and then they are within their rights to refund money even though it's been paid so this applies very much to the um, um, online space when you're booking for things and paying for things online even the fact that you've paid doesn't mean that you're there they have to give it to you at the ridiculous price
Okay, interesting one. Thanks. Uh, mm. Trevor, thank you for your call. Uh, gosh, there's so many people commenting. And the one thing that's clear, Wendy, is that this is not a problem that is limited to any one chain. Uh, no, uh, uh, and I mean, as this one WhatsApp says, I have experienced incorrect pricing at most big grocery retailers. Very often the long wait required to correct the issue makes it not an option to do so. And I feel shops rely on this. I've I had an experience, says this person, where I've told the manager of incorrect pricing on the same product three times over a period of three weeks and it was not corrected. I often feel the fact that there's no disincentive to the stores to ensure that pricing is correct makes it not high on their priority list. And there's some very important points raised there. I think she's, she or he has hit the nail on the head that shops are, are, are relying on the fact that you're going to go, oh, I don't want to hold up the queue. I haven't got the time. I just want to get out of here. I'm not going to bother to query the small amount of difference or the large amount of difference. I think the, li- the larger the difference, the more likely you are to make the effort. But maybe they are resting on their yeah. laurels knowing that it's, many times it's just a hassle that you're not prepared to follow up yeah. on i think it, there, there are many factors number one i think a lot of people just don't notice unless it's, unless it's a specific special that's got you into the store say on your special your 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 favorite brand of coffee for example um so that so it's not noticed and then if it is noticed it's a different situation often in a supermarket than other retail um, stores because they're queues and there's that whole thing of you know we've all been held up in queues when somebody's wanting to pay 45 accounts and that sort of thing and you you just yeah. oh it's so annoying when you've got children to fetch or whatever but um, and so I think that factor is strong so number one we don't notice if you do notice it's like mm, there are these people standing behind me what do I do but um, I think if we all started to do it um, and insist for the sake on of everybody it, yeah. else, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that that would in itself be a disincentive to the stores. And, and again, these policies are designed, the ones that Woolworths and Pick and Pay have as compensation for wrong price issues. They're designed to incentivize the stores not to, you know, to make sure that, the, that, that it's all input as it should be But in terms of prices. But again... Um, if you if the consumer feels awkward about it, then you know those policies aren't aren't going to help. And I yeah. think, but most of the time, um, people don't bother, don't notice until they get home. And then there's a, that's the good point here. I mean, it's a bit of effort to go back, but if you have the proof in the in the form of your till slip, you, you can, can go back and go get back, your yeah. your compensation. Or at least the refund for the difference, you know, the price that you should have got. Um, now, speaking at a later of stage. yeah, speaking of the compensation, Kathy is on the line from Durbanville, wanting to talk particularly about the pick and pay double the difference offer. Kathy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pippa and Wendy. Yes, I have an interesting hint for shoppers. Um, I I'm a bit of a pedantic person with pricing, so I watch all the prices. But I was told by one of the pick and pays that if you query the price before you've actually paid for your goods. They're not prepared to um, honor the double the, the difference policy. So I am a bit of a nightmare for a, for a shop, but I will pay for everything. I scrutinize my tool slip afterwards. And if I see anything isn't what was marked at the, um, on the shelves, I go to the cigarette counter and I insist on getting my double the, the difference money back. So if you actually okay. haven't paid for it and you query it at the tool where you are, where they've scanned it, they will not honour the um, double the difference policy because you haven't physically given over money. But they'll they will offer you the lower price I did though. Not I assume. Know that. They'll offer you the lower price, but they will uh-huh. not give you the double the difference. Yes. Okay. That, that's actually yeah. not in the spelled out in their policy, as far as I know. Um, 
and I've got a photograph of it somewhere on my phone I could find. But I don't think they, they spell out the fact that the policy only kicks in once you've actually paid. So I'm definitely going to check up on that, Kathy. Thank you very much. Thanks for flagging it for us, Kathy. Uh, right, we're going to take a short break and come back uh, with an open line. If you've got ongoing pricing and supermarket queries, I'm happy to take more of those calls, but you're also very welcome to call in on 021-446-0567 with unrelated um, consumer queries uh, or leave a voice note on 0725671567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call us now on 021 and you can call that number with any general consumer query for our, our consumer journalist, Wendy Nola. And there's some really interesting comments coming on through on pricing. And Wendy, and one of the things I wanted to touch on was something we've spoken about before and already touched on earlier. Uh, you mentioned the VAT increase. Now, there was a window after the 1st of April uh, where most shops had signs up saying please bear with us there may be some discrepancy in pricing because of that increase and I think most people were prepared to uh, allow them a little bit of leeway in that regard but we're still getting uh, uh, mails from people saying it's still happening. Charles saying I bought a pen at CNA Tiger Valley uh, the other day and paid 31% more than the price on yeah. the article and the manager gave me the choice to pay up or put it back. She said that had a price increase Increase. It just hadn't been put on the article yet. So that's not VAT related. It's a price increase that hasn't yet been reflected on their, on their, on their ticketing on, on the shelves. Yes. And that's not right. I, and I, I think it's unfortunate that many of the stores, either because it's what they do every year or because they just decided to do it at the same time, but they introduced price increases um, from the 1st of April. So it's... Um, fudged the whole 15% VAT thing and I've had a lot of complaints about that one. We had one that came in shall we discuss it now? Yes please do Yeah. So so Douglas Hubbard contacted us, contacted us about charges at the Belleville post office Yeah. he noticed that their handling fee went up from 24 Rand to 25 Rand 85. There was a sign up in the um, a post office saying it was because of the VAT increase and when he when he said that um, the sums didn't work um, that the amount should have gone up by about 20 cents not nearly two rand um, he was told that's that so I he told us about it I took it up with um, the post office's communications division who said my contact there said I suspect there was a rate increase which takes place annually on the 1st of April, and the Belleville branch was a bit economical with the truth. truth and how they sure. communicated it, yeah. Yeah, and how they communicated it. And I will make sure and get them to put an accurate notice up and then also inform Mr. Hubbard. I'm not sure if that's happened yet, but that's a classic example of the kind of thing that's happened um, where it's sort of been confused. The two issues have been confused, and to my mind, um, a very unfortunate time to implement a, a general price increase. Okay. To, you know, at the yeah. same time, yeah. it really confuses uh, customers yes. as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's nice to get a positive reflection here on the WhatsApp line from Antonia, who says, "A few times I've bought items from Woolworths and Pick and Pay that had special savings stickers, and when I checked the slip, I noticed that the price charged was higher. In both occasions, they gave me full refunds when I pointed that out to you to them, and that's great to hear, Antonia, because that should be what's happening. Uh, so, thank you for adding that. It does sometimes the system does work. Mistakes are made, and as long as they are prepared." to rectify them when you bring them to their, their attention. I think most customers would be prepared to accept the occasional slip. But it's, it's when it's mishandled, as in the case of Peter and Grassy Park's example, that it becomes something that sours the, the brand relationship with the customer. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and also what I've what I've picked up is the stores at store level, the cashiers and even the managers are not completely up to speed with how their compensation policy works. So a consumer will have read in one of my um, reports or heard on radio um, how it should work, and when they try and get um, you know claim on that store's uh, policy. They they get told no that's not how it works. I had one example recently where uh, the cashier said no it doesn't apply here because um, the item has already been marked down. It was something that was on special. It was instead of being I think it was a cover for something other. Instead of being fifty rand it was twenty five rand. When they went to the till it marked at fifty and they mm. said well could I have double the difference and um, was they were told no um, it doesn't apply because there are items marked down which is complete nonsense the whole point of it yeah and I took it up at head office level and, and it was sorted out so just um, to to clarify on that double the difference thing I'm looking at their policy as communicated to me by the by pick and pays um, public relations company it says nothing about <clears throat> excuse me how it has to uh, you have to have paid first. If okay. any item, this is what, what it reads, if any item scans at a higher price than displayed on shelf and the barcode corresponds, obviously it needs to be the same product, yeah. we will give you the item at the marked price plus double the difference off the first item and the subsequent items at the lower price. There are a few terms and conditions, but none of them say that you have, you have to, to have actually paid. paid. Okay. So that's, that's as I, it perfectly illustrates my point that at store level you often get the policy being misunderstood and misapplied. Yeah. I think also in fairness, uh, I'm looking at some, the nature of some of the SMSs and tweets coming in here, that, that uh, in a number of them, the, the customer was actually in the wrong in that people are saying, well, there was a special on the bar one at this particular store, but when I took the man-sized bar one, I hate the term, but anyway, so the very I. large one, um, uh, they didn't want to honor it. Well, the special was advertised on the smaller bar. It is easy for customers to make that mistake, particularly what we've already said about how things are priced on the shelf and they're not necessarily stacked up above the, the related price tag. But Wendy, it comes down to we do have to take some responsibility as the consumer for reading the labels and checking, for example, making use of that unit pricing to check that what we're buying is actually what we think, uh, you know, that, that the barcodes match up and that the unit price is comparable. Yes, absolutely. So that would be an unfair, you know, unfairly try to take advantage of, of their policy. Um, with you know no justification, so the, the the barcode matching is key. It must be the you know it must be the 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 product that was advertised for, as it, for that yeah. particular product. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, barcode matching. Uh, so so take the time to look and check the barcodes. Take the time to compare the unit prices. They don't make it easy for you to find those on the little price tag, but they are generally there, Wendy. And you can compare. I've been caught out a few times where I've bought a particularly refill packages for example a cleaning product and you think well uh, I'm not going to buy the new bottle of sunlight liquid because there's the refill package that is cheaper and saves the environment by not making another plastic bottle come into being you get home to find that actually uh, the price uh, was was not comparable because the refill package is not quite as big as the bottle etc. That's a classic one. It's easy to be caught out. It is so the unit price will give you um, the price and pick and pay's case they Stated as the price per kilo, and in the Shoprite group, Shoprite and Checkers, it's per hundred grams. So if you compare those, you can see exactly which is the best value because it's it it eliminates all the different pack sizes and just goes gram for gram or kilogram for kilogram. If I can just button, it's not it's a bit yeah. off the topic, Pippa, but there's refill packs. I learned something 
um, recently that um, horrified me. Um, you know how big I am into the whole plastic recycling yeah. thing. Those refill bags for your fabric softeners and all those other things, they cannot be recycled. Yeah. So you're buying, you're thinking you're saving the plastic, but at least the bigger bottles, the PET can be, but there's re- that, that other form of plastic can't be. So it's a little bit. Yeah, it, it is. It's not always the best uh, environmental choice <laughs> yes. for making. Yeah, ours, uh, yeah, all you can do is put them in the eco brick at the end of the day. Uh, to, to, uh, of to, course, yes. Yeah. Actually, physically re- remake it. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, that's a very important point. Uh, nice to hear from Vernon on the SMS line saying Woolies and Constantia always rectify price mistakes, and he wants to send a shout out to their manager, Ryan who he's found is very consistent in that. That's Wonderful. great to hear. Well Thank done, you, Ryan. Vernon, for saying that. Uh, Mark on the WhatsApp line saying, the question is, what is the total value accrued illegally by these stores annually where customers have not disputed the price difference because they didn't want to hold up the people behind them? And how much of this value stolen from customers is reflected in their financial statements? Mark obviously feels very upset yes. <laughs> about this. Well, um yeah, he's putting it very strongly, but I made the point earlier. I think in, in many, many cases, it's just not noticed. As I say, especially if you've got a lot of items, um, you have to be really invested in that price and invested in making sure that you get that price in order to notice. If it's something that is a special in my case, what I do is I just take a pick with my phone. I know you're not supposed to, but I never stopped. And then if there is an issue at the till, it's very easy to just pull out your phone and say, I've just snapped this. Of course, I'll go and check. But, yeah, you know, that's it's, you can for your own records. Because, as I say, without that sticky old-fashioned price tag, it's 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 difficult to know for sure. Yeah. Lorella in Durbanville suggesting exactly the same thing, saying she always takes a photo uh, if there's any <laughs> there uh, special offer. So there we go, Lorella. Thanks for that advice. Interesting follow-on here from Byron on Twitter. He says, what about the prices of prescription medication? When you go to fill a script at the pharmacist, they never tell you the price up front. It's just on the sticker when they package the item to pay. Uh, We said earlier in the conversation that stores are obliged to display the prices on items. Uh, How does that apply to to a pharmacy setting? That's a very interesting one. I know that the um, Act doesn't specifically um, exempt prescription medicines from that. Obviously, anything over the counter would need to have the barcode, etc. Um, I find that I always just say to my pharmacist, "How much is what? You know, what? Are, what is my copay or what is that sort yeah. of thing?" Um, but 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 he's right. Uh, Byron is right. You you don't know until it's handed over, and that's as I say. I, I'm I hmm. I suppose it's 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 um. <sighs> It's done. Each item is. I mean, how would they? It's behind the counter, so they can't. It's in a. Yeah, it's in a separate room in some cases. It's in a separate for room, which, reasons. which consumers don't have access to. So I don't suppose there's any other way of doing it other than maybe the. I mean, if if it's a prescription product, um, medicine, you need it. So other than the pharmacist saying giving you the choice to, I mean, this is the amount, do I, I don't know, it's a difficult yeah. one. It's, I a, think it's, it's a slightly different retail environment. Yeah. I do know that medicines are the one thing, one of the things you cannot obviously take back. Yeah, um, But I think I'm right in tampering. saying, Wendy, they're also, if there is a generic uh, available, they're meant to offer you that generic as an alternative yes. and advise you of the pricing difference, if I recall correctly. So it's it not is, a legal requirement, yeah. but the insurers, the medical insurers, the medical schemes certainly um, want them to do that. And my scheme um, often sends me a questionnaire asking me if my um, pharmacy gave me that choice. 
Um, so I think it's it's something that's driven from a cost perspective from by the medical insurers. Okay. Byron, interesting uh, addition to the conversation. Thank you. Uh, we've got a voice note. Let's take a listen to that. Hi, Wendy. Um, I just had an example of CNA um, pulling some hood over our eyes. Um, a few years ago, I think 2015, January, back to school, um, they would have, for example, and I had ex- examples of our three or four products, but for example, on Mon Army um, crayons, they would have this pri- this thing previously cost um, 79 Rand, it's now 45, uh, which seems like a huge bargain until you go to Checkers just across the corridor and they sell their Mon Army, same brand. Um, crayons at 30 rand and that was the same for quite a few um, back to school stationary items at CNA in Stellenbosch. Okay, thank you. Yeah, buyer beware and uh, yeah. We hear those stories um, every year at Black Friday time where they will um, sort of artificially create a a special whereas, you know, and, and and then a few consumers will say, I've been actually tracking the cost of that product. The before price isn't that. Or the, I think we discussed this on Yes, on, we did. On, on yes, last, last year, was, Black Friday. Yeah. It was that price, but it was, you know, 18 months ago kind of thing. So it's a late, they, that can be a little massage and it's not entirely fair for, for consumers at all. Yeah. yeah. Do your research. Okay. Do your research. We're going to quickly take a, a call on a completely different topic. I did say we had an open line and Marilyn in Bergfleet has taken advantage of that offer to dial in. Marilyn, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and and to your guest. Um, yeah, I never on my on my cell phone. I never go into gaming or into videos or any funny things like that. But I somehow have subscribed, and I really didn't do it um, knowingly. But I've got a message saying you've subscribed to Smile Collection at five rand four cents a day. To opt out, dial this particular number and choose unsubscribe. But I tried that, and I also tried um, the toll-free number, which doesn't get through either, to try and opt out, and I just can't. Are you on prepaid, uh, Marilyn, or are you yes, on a contract? Pre- prepaid. Okay, so you so it's difficult to go to the network and say um, block us out yeah, for me. Yeah. That's very disturbing. Um, these unauthorized um, WASP, they, they're called wireless application service providers for all range of nonsenses that consumers derive no benefit from generally, um, are, are an absolute curse. Um, very, very worrying if you're given an opt-out option that doesn't work. All I can suggest is that you email me, Marilyn, with as much detail around um, that transaction as possible, and I will try and track them down and get one of the networks to help me do it. Okay, so Marilyn, the email address to use is consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R, consumer at nola.co.za. Please just put in the subject line, Cape Talk, SMS opt-out, and Wendy will keep an eye open for that one. Uh, Such a common problem, unfortunately, Wendy, as we've discussed many times before. Yeah, we may be working up to a nice big show about that. Okay. And then one of the other old faithfuls while we're talking about shopping is the issue of shrinkflation. And here's a classic example from someone saying, I've been using pick and pay kitchen cleaner for as long as I can remember. I usually purchase the refills but couldn't find them for quite a while. And I was informed that they were busy repackaging and rebranding. A couple of weeks later, I spotted the old packaging next to the new packaging. The old one, 750 mils. The new one, 500 mils. Wow. Same price. That is a 33% wow. 
increase. Uh, and uh, again, it's, this is why you need to, to be a savvy shopper, Wendy, because well done for you for taking the time to check and being alert enough to notice the fact that it isn't, in fact, just a rebrand. It's, it's, it's a shrunk down size as well. Yes, and obviously often the bottle will be a completely different shape so that it's not obvious. Because if they had to put the same shape bottle with that amount of reduction, it would be obvious. So I'm yeah. guessing that the that the actual shape of the pack changed quite dramatically so as to not be obvious. The other form of shrinkflation, of course, is when the integrity of the product is messed with. So they will um, reduce the amount of the expense of goods. So in a pie, for example, the amount of chicken will be reduced. So you'll have less chicken more sauce kind yeah. of thing that is that is very common that is very common and in your chocolates you'll find um you know fewer peanuts that all the ingredients that cost the most money so they'll, they'll just they'll get up down. the amount of yeah. biscuit and the thing and reduce the peanut because the biscuit's far cheaper than the peanut and they're all doing that so we're not only getting physically less but the but the quality of the products are diminishing and that's and when the two happen together, then we really are being ripped off. Keep your eyes open when you head into the supermarket. Uh, Wendy, thanks. It's been a really interesting conversation and one that touches on, I think, almost every one of our listeners uh, in some way. So thanks for uh, for sharing those updates with us today. And uh, we'll chat again next week. We're going to talk about uh, uh, a scam that I think many of our listeners have been caught out in when buying tickets yes. through second, uh, second, third-party sites. Yes, it's an international thing, and I've been tracking one company in particular the last week, um, and there are you know, big um, moves internationally uh, to, to, to warn consumers and to clamp down on them. But for now, you'll see them pop up on, on, on Facebook and all over. A lot of South Africans are booking through them and ending up paying well, very sites. inflated yeah. prices, but often for tickets that they didn't request. So in, in sort of... You know, they ask for a particular area of the stadium or the venue and they get inferior seats and oh. then they just have no recourse. So it's a double-edged rip-off. And um, we have a few complaints from our listeners already, but if uh, anyone else has a personal experience, please please uh, email me and um, we'll discuss the issue next week. Look forward to having you with us then. Wendy Nola, thanks as always for being with us.